because I smile. <laughs> I smile. 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 I forgot. It's so hard to look down when to look up when you've been down. Surely hate to see you give up now. You look so much better when you smile. So smile. Eh, eh, eh. You look so much better when you uh oh. Hi guys, thank you for tuning in and guys, I'm so excited. Hela, introduction, introduction, guys, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited for today's episode because it's going to be another beautiful, um, insightful and healing type of episode, you know, because now, like I said, now I'm an advocate for mental health. So we are going to talk about the issues that need to be talked about and my platform is a platform where we're going to talk about these things. So today's topic is surviving sexual assault and my guest is a baby girl, yeah, a, a, a whole baby girl yes, guys. <laughs> that I, I have met at Youth Week, when was it? 2016, I think. 2016? Yes, 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 2016. Aha. Uh-huh. So the baby girl is called Gracious Moewa, aka Lady G. Lady G. <laughs> yes. So welcome, babe. Thank you, baby. You know how we met? <laughs> how? <laughs> Remind me. I feel there is a story to this. There's a story. Like, the way me and Gracious met, like, <laughs> it was at Youth Week. Yes. Either 2016 or 20, I don't know, 2017, I didn't go. No, 2016. 2016. Ah, I was in 2016, you were not there. 2016 was my first time there. 2017, I didn't go. 2018, 2018 I came. Yeah. It was 2018. And you were remember. with Tolo. You yeah. were in Tolo and Wara's room. Cabin, yeah, yeah. Cabin, and we were next door. And, and you came to invade our privacy. Uh, yeah, because I had a friend. <laughs> Malabogo was there. And I'm like, I'm going to invade everybody's privacy because if you are Malabogo's friend yeah my friend friend. yes so i came to your your dorm room and then i was feeling awkward in yana because it's like i don't really know these girls but let me shoot my shot then we started talking about african parents oh my gosh (laughs) that is how legit me and and yeah that's how we bonded we were like wow our parents are very special we love them (laughs) we we love them but they're very very special True. yeah so that's how we bonded and then the whole of youth week we danced together we laughed together i think i spent most of my time with you we guys did. then my other then my dome wow yeah, you, yeah we did, <laughs> we did. <laughs> yeah and i guess it was easier because i already knew malabo and solo yeah. i didn't know you and wara yeah and this beautiful Zimbabwean girl, hope you don't have happy. We love you. We love you. <laughs> we love you. It's Her. not, yes. It, it, like, yes, yes, we love you. But anyway, um, that's how me and Gracious met, and then our friendship blossomed from there. So, baby girl, like, the title of today's podcast is. Um, overcoming sexual sexual assault 
how I came about to know about this, you talked about it going to speak. You were very open with your experiences growing up as a child. And I was like, I aspire to be like heroines. Mm-hmm. I am too private for my liking. <laughs> you, on the other hand, you were like, I think it was, I think God's grace. Yeah, it's yeah. the grace that you carry. True. That you you are open to talking about painful things that most people are shy away Mm. from talking about so i want you to like the stage is yours okay you talk about um how that even came about and yeah tell us your story (laughs) okay ladies and gentlemen ladies and gentlemen (laughs) Um, so uh, I think for me, uh, when I was young, growing, I was five, six, seven. I was assaulted, abused by a very close family member. Uh, started at five years, Alenosi, and then six years he would be with his friends, and they just come. At, I was so young, I didn't know what was going on. You know, for me it was just one of those things that. You know those games that you'd play with your 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 family members and all that. So um, yeah, that's how it was, and um, I didn't really think it was. It affected me until when I was grown and thinking about it. You know, knowing actually what really happened and the consequences and all of that. Then that's when it dawned to me that I was actually abused. I didn't like any of it. I did. I I, I uh, the the assaulter. <laughs> so Apoli, whenever he would uh, whether beat me up, whether say bad words to me, whether be it um, sexually abusing me that time, every time he would do it, he would always say that um, I do, I'm doing this because I hate your father. So I was, I always felt that oh my gosh, so I'm be, all of this is happening to me because of my dad. Yes. Wow, that is crazy. And why? Okay. I don't know how I can phrase this, but usually the perpetrator, there is a reason behind it. So when you felt like you were being punished, it was something that you were not even aware of. Yes, yes. For me, it was sort of like a punishment. It was like a punishment. Yes. So how long did it last and um, how did you, how did you come about like... I know that when you're going through something that difficult, you will start acting out and stuff like that. So when did it dawn on you that you were being sexually assaulted? Uh, I think it dawned on me when I was like in primary, when we now moved, because then we were staying in Kohai, Kobono, and then we moved to Gabs, and um, he stopped the sexual abuse when we are still in Kohai because he was caught and they called him out, you know. And then when we came to Gabs, it was more of a physical abuse and verbal abuse. And until he left for, like, he, w- he went for boarding school, until then, af- until after he left for boarding school, then that's when it was like, yo, so Ntiki, I've been abused, I've been hurt every day of my life. I'd always be scared to come home because I'd be like, what is he going to do this time? So I think when I was in primary school, when I was in my fourth grade, third grade, somewhere there, because then that's when I started even um, 
consider like I remember I once got into a fight at school with some guy and I realized that I have so much resentment towards men and it was all because of what happened to me mm-hmm. yeah so what were the difficulties that you went through growing up uh, for me I didn't bloom as a girl <laughs> I bloomed as a guy <laughs> you know I became a tomboy when when other girls were doing the hair they were doing their hair bruh I was I was always the father you were always the I, father I, I the man of the house the man of the house or yeah. to be a thief or something I was always the bully you know I um man I remember the first time I did my hair was in form 3 and it was for prom and everyone was bl- mind blown like, you can actually look nice <laughs> Because I was always on my short hair, you know. I never ha- hung around with. It's so funny. I never hung around with girls. I always hung out with guys, but I hated guys. I don't know if that makes mm. sense. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I was a tomboy. I was a tomboy. So yeah. Oh, so um, did your parents believe you that it actually happened? The whole thing, the whole abuse. I think they did because they caught him one time. They did because they caught him one time, but they didn't take, um, uh, what do I say, drastic measures to address the issue. That maybe at, at that point I would have felt that, oh my gosh, if only they did this and that. For them, they just called him out. They just called him out and then that was it. So they knew. The time when it actually dawned to them was when now I was in varsity. And uh, Apple came back home. He, he went out, remember, for school and all that. Then he came back home. And then after he came home, like, I have two siblings, uh, girls. And he, one day he just grabbed the last one in a way that just opened. A, like, it literally felt like a wound was open. So then they could see that, they, that something is wrong. Then when they we talked about it and then they realized, yo, that thing has actually come back come up again so yeah they really they did know what happened all right so in that present moment um a lot of women a lot of women get um i don't know how i can phrase it in the moment of abuse right be it physical be it sexual women freeze others react but most people freeze because they don't know what is going on nor do they even know what to do so do you think that you went through that until years later that's when you started reacting yes because when i was young i didn't even understand what was going on but then remember i was abused when i was young but i was raped also when i was in varsity and when the rape incident happened i fought my (laughs) i fought like crazy like this is not going to happen again Mm. you know but it did eventually happen so there's that moment of oh my gosh is this really happening and then for me i think because i went through it before it was like no i can't allow this to happen again so i i fought my way through i can only imagine the type of pain that you went through especially in the hands of men so did you ever have really really dark feelings of um suicide and depression like having difficulty navigating the the feelings that were undealt your unresolved feelings okay so after 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 um apple came back right 
and my parents realized that something was wrong with this girl so the i sat down with them and i told them that you know what i think i'm gonna kill this guy so they realized that a wound was opened and then they started sending me for counseling i didn't do that i started going uh to this friend of mine orange the second guy and this he was just a friend I confided and he knew everything that happened to me and then it happened that one day uh, we're together in the middle of nowhere and then he raped me and then that's when I fell into my depression because I was trying to deal with all this apple at home and now orange has come and sealed the deals you know so that's when I fell into depression I was scared for my life I was like what if this time I'm pregnant that, that you know and I felt maybe I, I was created to be used I felt you know what I, I'm not worth being a lady so I fell into depression and I remember it happened couple March and until I've, I don't even remember my birthday that year until um, when we got December I felt you know what there's no use being alive because ever since that time till December there was nothing good I could say I had in my life was happening in my life so in December 25th I decided to run away from home and the aim was just to go and kill myself I did want to get like I was at a point where I had pills I had a rope to do the things in case the pills take that time so I was so 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 adamant that it it, it just has to end yeah uh, a really good cousin of mine educated me about the sifting season. Um, it comes from the scripture in Luke 22, verse 31 to 34. It's basically um, the Last Supper. It's basically chapter yeah, the Last, last Supper. And then Jesus Simon, Simon. Um, Satan has asked you to sift you like wheat but I prayed for you so that your, your faith doesn't fail right and then Peter was like ah bra Jesus mm. ah not me I will be with you mm. in life and death yeah. and then till the, till the end me I'm the real G don't mm. worry mm. rather die mm. and then Jesus was like ah Salim but I wanna like before the day even ends mm. when the, the rooster crows is it three times? three times three times they're going to deny me right Peter was like what and then he actually did it and that's when he like the whole trying season for him sifting season is basically a trying season right a, a season where God lets some things in your life to happen and you're like but why right so your story is basically like a, a trying season that you went through and God let this whole unfortunate ordeal happen to you. And usually like people who go through these trying seasons, um, like the enemy sees that you have great potential in you, that he doesn't want what God has placed in you to come out and he wants to stifle that right and God is like I'm putting you through this because I need to strengthen you I need to refine you you know that song na 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 and refine I want to be consumed <laughs> yes so uh, yeah so that season is just God just 
I don't know. God is just such a paradox sometimes when I understand <laughs> him. But it was just his way of like, I need to press you. Yeah. I need to press you so mm. that, that that oil, that beautiful oil comes, comes out. You get what I'm saying? I need to refine you so that you become that beautiful gold and you're going to bless other people. True. Right? So what did you learn from that whole season because obviously somebody who has gone through what you have gone through um obviously god was like i'm not done with you like what are you doing you're not dying hello and um god is like you have such a precious gift in you i'm gonna use it to bless other people hence this platform so um what do you think you have learned what good came out of it because anybody who has gone through what you have gone through they would have right now it would have been really hard for them to come out of it but you came out successfully and stronger with a girl <laughs> with a wig and I'm even yes. I'm even shocked yes. that you were a whole tomboy hey <laughs> pens in the family Dude. yo I'm shocked but what do you for me i think the greatest thing and this is one thing that i've been like because right now i I talk to a lot of young people you know god has given me that platform the greatest teaching that god taught me through this is that he knew me and he knew exactly what he was doing and whatever that happened in my life wasn't a mistake and he allowed it for a reason and there's a purpose for every single trial swifting that we go through yeah there's a literally there's a purpose for everything i mean right now god is doing so many amazing things i can't even name them all and looking back i'm like god thank you for allowing me to go through all that like thank you for you know allowing me to be abused allowing me to be depressed allowing me to actually find like lose my worth and find it in you and then now I'm able to help other young girls to actually find their worth in Christ. So that's the one of the greatest lessons that, you know, there's, there's always a purpose. And whenever God allows certain things to happen, then there's a bigger thing that he he's set. You are, bridge. Yes. Yes. No. She's speaking deep things. You just. I heard you. You heard that. You heard that. Now I was touched. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So I guess we're done, baby girl. We're done, and I'm very happy. Oh, one more question mm-hmm. before I forget. Mm-hmm. So there is th- this thing called hypersexuality, right? What's that? Let me educate you. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Okay. So hypersexuality is um, a person. It's that person is basically labeled as a sex addict, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it is hard to treat somebody who's a hypersexual because people look at them as a loose goose mm-hmm. like they're just out here in these streets mm-hmm. right? right but people who are hypersexual are people who have most of them they have gone through sexual trauma and um other people they become like they go through what you have mm-hmm. gone through other people who haven't healed mm-hmm. right um 
they have a lot of sex maybe mm. it's because they want to gain control i actually and i i can relate with that actually yeah i can relate with that because after the rape incident when i was in varsity i became a loose goose mm. and imagine that i never actually slept with anyone before that imagine i was raped when i was young nothing mm. until i was raped the second time and then after that i was like oh okay so jehovah you you have created me okay why not mm. guys come and take mm. come and feed <laughs> you know it's yeah. open yeah. so i think it's just a way of trying to um heal ourselves from all the pain and all of that but honestly uh it's 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 a way of just trying to hide from all of that so i've been through that before Okay. And and I'm here and I can say it's been years since I've known a man until my marriage. Hallelujah somebody. Hallelujah. <laughs> Whoever hears this. <laughs> it's, come on. It is possible because um being what hypersexual, right? Mm-hmm. Being hypersexual. It's it's just a phase in which I like you just want to do you I, you don't even enjoy it. You don't even enjoy it because you are just there. even like you don't even take part in it you are just there mm. you are just there so yeah okay yeah so there's a thing called hypersexuality guys and if you feel like i need you guys to go do more reading on that but it's basically what i'm gracious just described and if you think that you fall under that category i advise you to go see a counselor yeah um looking for a counselor is basically like looking for the right shoe mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that when you go to see one counselor that person is right for you yeah 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 and now like i usually pray like the first time honestly the first time i went to see one it's because of my mother but fortunately enough that lady was gracious she was like she was very motherly mm-hmm. so it's just an example if you want if you you feel like you need help please mm-hmm. shop for a counselor True. and look for the shoe, right shoe mm-hmm. and shoe fit and stick with that person please. they will help you please, please. <laughs> all right um the episode is over thank you thank you so much oh like you are you 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 radiate light gore <laughs> you are a whole blessing oh, come on thank god. like it's, we thank god we thank god <laughs> hallelujah you are immaculate Oof. you are the girl where's the dictionary guys you are, I, i'm i'm trying to think of more words <laughs> but it's 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 been thank you it's amazing how i always say this like It's amazing how God has put in such amazing people in my life. Have I had friendship drama a couple of times in my life? But most of my times it's been it's been a journey of wisdom, of laughter, yeah. of of joy of mm, family. Mm, mm. And I'm just glad that you're my friend, Shem. Oh, like I'm so happy. I am happy you are my I, friend. Like wait, sorry, wait, sorry, King. We learn from. Kiore, hello, Kotesh. Iron sharpens iron. Kotwa titi. Kotwa this not me. Kotwa this relationship and the other relationships I that I have you, with other people. I tell you. So anyway, guys, thank you for tuning in. Ooh, one more thing. Yes. What is going on today? Yeah. I am just so excited. Okay. Anyway, first five. Okay. So first five, I'm going to answer 
uh, I'm going to give you questions and then you're going to ask a uh, quick fast, okay. right? right? If from you want to from the top of your head. All right. And if you have like a what you might call a, an explanation, make it snappy. Snappy. Okay. All right. All right. Which which one do you prefer, Siswa or Sewapa? Meet my friend Siswa. Siswa. Sewapa, I get it's meat. No, that one we're fighting. We ah, eat, f- eat fast. Oh, eat fast, yes, not fight. Not fight. Why <laughs> are we fighting, please? Okay. Um, um, what do you love more, singing or dancing? Dancing. I know I can sing. I know, I know, yes, but I love dancing more. I am shook. <laughs> You don't like singing. I love singing, but I I love dancing more than singing. Okay. What? Oh my gosh, you're not lying because I remember you did like a beautiful dance video with your sisters. It's like, ah, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> I love dancing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what is the most? Uh, what is the worst advice you've ever received? It's gonna be okay. It's gonna. <laughs> Stop lying to us, people. <laughs> Just, it's not. Ah, it gets worse. Oh my gosh! Let me tell you the worst advice that I've I've gotten. Oh lord. Yes. I was at my friend's farewell party, mm-hmm. and then I was chilling with the boyfriend and mm-hmm. my other friends. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, we, I was drinking one glass of wine, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm a, I'm a lightweight. Mm-hmm. So I just make sure. <laughs> One glass is and enough. I drink water the whole time, yes, right? Yes. So he he lamarad mm. and then he's like, Titi, why are you just drinking one glass? And mm. I'm like, because I am driving number one, yeah. number two, mm. number three, I am not going to be that girl who's mm. drunk, mm. and number four, I don't like it. Mm. And then he was like, ah, Titi, listen to this advice, okay? First, you must buy six pack, and I'm like, what? what? No, let's let's keep it here. Mm. Six pack, mm-hmm. all right. Mm-hmm. Down it mm-hmm. at one time. Continuously keep on doing that, and then you will build your tolerance. And you will thank me later. And he was drunk, and I was like, dude, no. <laughs> that is that is the worst advice I have ever gotten in my wow. life. Wow, wow. God bless his heart. I t- <laughs> God help is hard. Oh, my goodness, that child. Why? That child. I was like, bruh, are you serious? And then he's like, dude, mm. you see, this is, this is, I think he was on his age. I don't know. I really don't know. Mm. Let me not, not <laughs> add numbers because I'm not sure that he was drunk. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to dismiss you because you're drunk. True. But you're my homie. <laughs> it's fine. That was. Anyway. Yeah, no. Uh, what's the best advice you've ever received? The best advice? You can be the best that you have never imagined. Mm. Oh, I gave it to myself, by the way. Oh! <laughs> Quote, you can be the best that you've ever imagined. Quote by Gracious. Lady yes, Lady D. Gracious Mwawa. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the biggest lesson you've ever learned so far? Running away from problems does not solve anything. Mm. That's like my life, you know, from from my life. I mean, imagine if had I solved my issues when I was young, I wouldn't have dealt with them when I was in varsity and I wouldn't have maybe gone through. Oh, yes, God allowed it, yes. But had I dealt with everything, I don't think I'd be... I just thank God for where I am right now. But yeah, mm-hmm. running away from everything doesn't solve anything at all. Anything. Okay. Yeah. Do you feel like a rabbit? 
Okay, thank you very much for joining thank us. Thank you so much, Sadie. Thank you for being Miss Lady G. Thank, thank you, you for Sadie. being the person that you are to not only me but other girls mm-hmm. and whoever that you meet. Not only girls but whoever that you meet. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. Y'all are amazing. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to like the videos. Got a video, Mudimo. YouTube, YouTube too much. Um, yes. Um, like the podcast. Make sure that you listen. I pray that this episode blesses you. All right. Thank you, guys. Love you, guys. Bye. Thank you guys for listening to Conversations in the Car podcast. For more episodes, the podcast is available on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Do the right thing. Follow, subscribe, and leave a comment because it really does help. Once again, thank y'all for the support and encouraging words. I am very appreciative of each and every one of you. God bless. Thank you guys. Thank y'all family. Bye.